A little word of warning that this podcast contains swears and use of explicit sexual language. Therefore, it is not suitable for anyone under the age of 18 or anyone who thinks catfishing is done in a relaxing spot on the river. Welcome to Smut Drop, a weekly roundup to the more eccentric side of sex and relationships from metro.co.uk. I'm Miranda Kane, and on this week's show, I'll be looking at how many dates is too many dates, chatting with Nella Rose about catfishing, and reading out your catfishing stories. If you like what you hear, then please rate, review, subscribe, do it wherever you get your podcasts. And I hope you're ready for this because I am casting off. Hello, dear listeners. So a bit of a telly theme show this week, because unless you've been living under a rock, you may have noticed that Love Island started. And one of the contestants, Tasha Gorey, she said that she goes on to six to ten dates a month to find the love of her life. Now, I'm not sure about you, but that sounds exhausting. Oh, my God. I don't even think my hamstrings could cope, let alone my bank balance. So is that too much? Is that just right? Is that not enough? I don't know. Well, fortunately, Molly Quirk at metro.co.uk got some advice from eHarmony's relationship expert, Rachel Lloyd. And Rachel says that six to 10 dates every four weeks is a bit excessive. Thank God. She says it doesn't give each date the time to share their attractive traits and bond properly with Tasha because her high expectations and sense of urgency compromise any budding intimacy. Honestly, I don't think my brain could cope with 10 dates a month. And what about the second dates or the third? Like you'd need a little Rolodex instead so you don't get them all confused. Oh, hello. It's lovely to see you again. Yeah, I really enjoyed the current dear nandos that we had last time look rachel and i agree that there's no prescribed amount of dates you should go on to find the one it is super subjective if anything you should be going for quality over quantity figure out what you want first before you start trying to find it in other people and maybe with all the swiping it can feel like you've got all the options like the grass is always greener but when you're not giving anyone a real chance because oh hey you've got another nine dates to get through this month then yeah you can become really apathetic about dating Getting to know someone properly is all part of the fun. Plus, the more you swipe, the more chances you have of sitting opposite a complete wrong'un. Which brings me on to our next guest of the week. Oh, no, no, no. Not that she's the wrong'un. No, no. But we are definitely going to be talking about them. Oh, come on, let's go and meet her. Ladies and gentlemen, cats and dogs, gays and mays, these days it's hard to remember a world where the term catfishing wasn't in our everyday vocabulary. And the same will no doubt be soon said of this week's guest. She's got fashion lines and Netflix shows and now she's the new co-host of Catfish UK, the TV show. So whilst the people she helps might be unlucky in love, I am sure they will be safe in her manicured to the gods' hands. It's Nella Rose. Hello, Nella. <laughs> that is the intro of the sentence. <laughs> <laughs> That's my little trick. I tickle everyone's balls so you get really comfortable with me. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> is, that, is that settled, you? 
I feel good. I feel really excited that everyone actually gets to see the yeah. episode. Can't wait to see what everyone has to say. And yeah, I'm just excited. Yeah, I mean, you should be. Yesterday, you're off launching a fashion line for Pretty Little Thing. You've got Fish <laughs> UK airing. So my first question is, what was your third wish? Like, <laughs> world domination? <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't actually have a third wish. I don't actually plan anything in life. Like, whatever comes my way, I just, I'm grateful for it and I just take it head on, really. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. Well, I try and do that, but all I end up with is a hangover and a McDonald's at four o'clock in the morning. So <laughs> you're doing it a lot better than I am. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> now, I am... A huge, I'm such a huge Catfish fan. And so when the Metro asked me if we could we could interview you, like my first reaction was, I'm on Derek's driveway, which is such a Catfish deep throat. Oh my God, same. I've been watching Catfish since I was 14, you know, and I'm 24 now. So yeah. I just, oh, I feel like this is just like a full circle moment because it's been one of my favourite shows for years and years and years and years. And now actually being on the show and seeing what, what happens behind the scenes and stuff, it's like I'm even more in love with it now than, I, than I've ever been. Tell me all about that because we always see that... Ju- OK, I'm just going to tell people just in case they, they have been living under a rock. Catfish is a TV show that was started in America where Neef Shulman discovered one day that this girl that he was chatting to online turned out to not be quite who she said she is, started this whole documentary uh, and now it's a TV show where he goes around and now it's in the UK and it's you and Uber going around in your Land Rover and and making sure that all these people who uh, think they're being catfish and you find out if they're being catfish and anyway, that's that's the catfish TV show. I don't know who hasn't seen it. They, they have to have. So let's go into the backstage bit because I'm always fascinated. You see the crew running around, which is part of its charm. Do they place bets? What happens? Do you know what? Yeah, because I've been watching Catfish for so many years, I kind of went into this with, like, the wrong mentality. I went into it thinking, I'm going to know who the Catfish is every single time. I know the clues. I know the red flags, all this, that, and the other. And when I tell you, every single episode, I turn around to Uber and I'm like, I bet you it's this person. I bet you it's that person. And every single time, I've been wrong. I'm starting to doubt my intuition at this point. It's crazy. What about everyone else? Did like the crew start taking bets or are they just they just stay out of it? No, the crew don't actually know what's happening. They're just there oh. to like follow us along with the journey, which is so it's just so funny because we all have a chat about it after and they were like, Was you expecting that? I'm like, nope, <laughs> was you? They were like, nope. <laughs> it's pretty funny at the end when you see um, when you kind of hear what people thought and stuff and it always turns out that we're always just so wrong were you given any tips beforehand like did were you like on the phone with Neve? was he did you can't manage to get hold of him or anything did he give you any good tips <laughs> no I actually was um messaging back and forth with Cammy, and she gave me the best oh. advice was just like be yourself and you're gonna smash it and I was like be yeah. myself I need you to tell me the 007 how to crack down these cases but it's true just being myself has has really helped me on the show a lot and uh, yeah I've just enjoyed every step of the way and Neve actually follows me on Instagram now so I was like having a whole fangirl moment about that it's crazy well so we should you're part of the family come on yes newest member 
I'm like the newborn baby. Exactly. I mean, how does that feel? Like the term catfishing is something that was born in your and our lifetime. So how does it feel to be part of this this family, this this brand new cultural phenomenon? It's surreal because I was watching the show from before I was even an adult. So for me mm. to even be a part of it is crazy because it's like, this is something that I've always wanted to be a part of. But you know when your dreams actually come true, you don't actually believe it until someone actually <laughs> pinches you? No, I don't know that feeling. But I'm glad you do now. <laughs> I'm glad you do. <laughs> how about the different versions? Like, how do you think the UK one weighs up to America? Do you know what's weird? So basically, when I used to watch the American ones, I always used to think, oh, catfish was like, people were getting catfished in America a lot, right? But even watching season one of Catfish UK and then being part of season two, I realised it just made me realise that everything is so much closer to home. Like, we was in South London for one episode, then we was in East London for one episode, and it was just like, wait, hold on, like, People are getting catfished, like, round the corner from, like, where my friends live. Like, this is crazy. There's people my age on the show getting catfished. I was, it's just, it's brought it so much closer to home and it feels realer than ever, if I'm being honest. Because a lot of people, when you think about it being quite close to home like that, a lot of people might say, well, it's 2022. How are people still being catfished? We have video, every every phone's got a video on it. Is it, what is happening? How are people still being catfished in 2022? I know exactly what you're saying. And I literally had the same thought as you. I was thinking, okay, but how are people getting catfished in this day and age? Until... We started mm. investigating and started to realise that it's not that people are still getting catfish. It's the catfishes are getting smarter and smarter. So, for example, you've got catfishes sending voice notes. You've got catfishes sending videos. Mm. And then on top of that, you've got FaceTime calls now where I can basically FaceTime you but use someone else's face on a separate video as the FaceTime. So, of course, you're going to believe I'm real. Do you know what I mean? So I feel like technology yeah. has gotten so high-tech now that it's becoming easier for a catfish to be even more believable. You could buy followers now so yeah. that your profile looks real. It, it's just, it's crazy. They're just getting smarter and smarter. So it is kind of harder to now spot yeah. if the person you're speaking to is a catfish. What have you found have been the biggest challenges then? What was the thing that has made you stop in your tracks and go, oh, my God, this is a lot? Oh, my God. So I think the most challenging part is when we get to a stage where we actually contact the catfish and we're like, listen, we're with the person that you've been speaking to. We know you're not who you say you are. We want to meet up. And sometimes they don't want to meet up. Or sometimes they'll like, you know, mm. there'll be like a lot of back and forth and it's just so nerve-wracking because you're sitting next to somebody that is really depending on this situation to end in a happy ending. And you're here there having to negotiate with someone that you don't even know whether they're going to turn up or not. So it's crazy. Sometimes we even get frustrated because it's like, okay, we know you're lying. We're not against you. We just want to bring you together with this person mm. so you guys can talk. And they just don't have it sometimes. That must be so difficult. How do you how do you do that? How do you even begin to negotiate with? I'm always so in awe of whenever I've seen it happen where someone says, you know, picks up the phone and says, right, can we meet? 
what do you say? What is the magic word that you say to these catfishes to get them out? It's not really a magic word. It's basically trying to get them to understand how emotionally invested the person that they're talking to actually is. Mm. And that it's kind of like a now or never situation. Like, we're not against you. We just want you guys to come together so we can either bring this situation to an end or you guys can have, like, a happily ever after. And kind of, like, you know, making them understand that this is not a confrontation. This is more of a let's just let's just all be honest with each other and put this to an end, like so we can end the dishonesty. If that makes sense. Mm. But yeah, my my co-host Uber, he's like the best at persuading catfishes to meet up with us. Like he will literally get on the phone with them and be pacing them back and forth until they agree. Wow. He's like really sick at doing all that stuff. I'm more of like the person holding their hand saying, it's gonna be okay. He's got this. Oh my God. <laughs> How does that feel? Like you're you've become part therapist to these people. Yeah, literally it just it's mad because once you meet up with these people and they tell you their stories and their childhood traumas, things that have happened to them and as to why they're so invested in finding the one, you you build a friendship with them. And it's like, at the end of the experience, you don't want them to walk away sad and walk or feel like, you know, they didn't have enough support. So you just have to be there and be a friend and hold their hand like every step of the way, really. What were your expectations of them? Like both of the catfishes and the people who were being catfished? So basically what I thought about the people that were being catfished is that once I met them, I realised that they are normal people like me and you. Like they, Most of them are people that I would be friends with. Mm. Do you know what I mean? The most amazing, genuine people that just want to be loved, man. And that's, that's, that's a testament to most of us girls. Do you know what I mean? And what I thought about the catfishes, I mean, in some situations, I actually felt quite sorry for them because not everybody comes is coming from a bad place when they're catfishing people, mm. you know? Obviously, we have situations where people do it out of revenge and people do it when they want to embarrass someone. But in some situations, you know, like, there are people that just want to be there for someone or they're, you know, a friend might have been going through like a really traumatic situation and they weren't speaking up about it. So they catfished them to have that person there to speak to. So it's not always with malicious intent, you know, so sometimes I feel sorry for them. Sometimes I understand why they've done it. And sometimes I'm like, what? The? Yeah. You did what? <laughs> <laughs> did that surprise you? Yeah, you could tell throughout the whole season, yeah. You'd be able to tell from my facial expression exactly <laughs> how I'm feeling in that moment. Yeah. <laughs> I've no doubt <laughs> that it just comes straight out. Literally. <laughs> what kind of like advice would you give to people if they were... Okay, so I'm in the park. I'm waiting to meet my catfish. I am i don't know what to do. I just want to pee my pants and run off. What kind of advice do you would you have? Never go alone that is my main thing because especially mm. filming this season when I was watching it I thought the meeting up bit was very intense like even just watching it like mm. my, my palms are sweating my heart is beating for the person I'm watching through the screen now in real life when we're with these people the whole time that it's happening and we're waiting for hours and hours for the people to show up I always think there's no way I could have done this by myself like so Mm. Just never, never, ever, ever, ever go alone. Always have someone there to support you and hold your hand. And also, there are some situations more time when you want to meet up with a catfish and they don't show up. For someone to hold your hands afterwards because being let down is, is never easy. 
Yeah. Oh my god. Like, what was the thing that you that you think you've learnt the most though? Like from catfish, because like meeting people online and and not meeting them alone—that's something we've had drilled into them. Is there something sort of specific that you learnt from filming catfish that you're taking away with you? Um, one thing I've learned with catfish is that people are getting smart with the internet and that there's nothing that's impossible mm. now because like I said before you could receive a FaceTime from someone and it's fake like I didn't even know you could fake a FaceTime using someone else's video you know yeah. so I just feel like one thing I've learned yeah. is that anything is possible online because the technology is just so heightened nowadays mm. that it just makes anything possible really yeah does that make you think about your own presence online because you've got this massive following yeah. has it made you think about things that you're doing I mean it's made me realize that I'm pretty sure there's a couple profiles out there with my face on it <laughs> so I'm pretty sure that, um, that that is just yeah I'm pretty sure now more than ever that somebody's being catfished with my my poor face <laughs> so has no one ever got in contact with you to say oh we, we've been dating online for three years or anything like that no oh my god I'd be mortified no. I would be so mortified because then I'd have to break it to them and be like um that wasn't me like, how do you even say that to someone? I know, but it looks so good when you're when you're watching it on telly and you get to find out, you get to find who owns the face and then you get them to make a video and it's like, oh, you found them, they're banged to rights, you can't back out now. You found out who the catfish was nicking their profile from. Yeah. I love that bit. Ooh. Have you ever been catfished? I've never been catfished. Thank God, thank God, thank God. But that... Being catfish has always been one of my biggest fears because, like I said, I've been watching it since I was 14. So I have a younger sister, mm. right, that's 18, right? And I used to force her to watch catfish so that <laughs> if she was to ever meet someone <laughs> online, she'd be scared. <laughs> it was so bad. It's really terrible, but it's Yeah, helped. but you, I mean, you need to have these kind of common sense things don't you you need your armor on exactly yeah so do you have any catfish spotting or avoidance tips for listeners oh I mean like I said it's getting harder and harder because back in the day I'd just be like okay if he's not facetiming he could be a catfish but now you can fake mm. the facetime if they haven't agreed to meeting up with you within the first three months you guys haven't met there's a high possibility that it could be a catfish because who, who, who wouldn't want to, you know, physically see who they're dating yeah. and talking to yeah. every single day? Is there any time when you're talking to the people that you want to just say, <laughs> just shake them and say, how can you be dating someone online for three years? Do you know what? Yeah, because these are genuine, real people and the people that we felt are the nicest people ever. It's we, Sometimes we get put into situations where we actually have to break it to them. Like we have to mm. break it to them like, hey, look, these are the telltale signs. And sometimes they don't believe us until we repeat it several times. So it's it's crazy because sometimes when they're delivering information and they're making excuses for the catfish, like, oh, maybe it's because of this and maybe it's because of work and maybe because it's because of family. And when they're turning around to them, like, no, you're dealing with a catfish. Mm. It's crazy. It gets really intense sometimes because obviously the people we help are the loveliest people, as you'll see for mm. yourself. 
I mean, let's look at your own journey. In 2015, you pick up the camera and you start filming for YouTube. So what was yes. the, the thing that made you start going online in the first place? Um, Basically, I, I, I was born in 97, so I kind of grew up with the internet, if that makes sense. So um, my dad mm. recorded everything from my mum being pregnant to my birth, which was very disgusting. Um, my first steps, um, primary school, secondary school, college, he recorded my graduation. So he always... I always had a camera literally shoved in my face my whole childhood. And there was always loads of cameras around in the house and we would always watch back our memories and stuff like that, which was one of my favourite memories, like, growing up. Like, me and all my siblings sat around at Christmas watching, like, embarrassing home videos and stuff like that. And I always said that I've always wanted to have, like, these archives. So um, when I got to uni now, no, before that, when I was in secondary school... I realised in year nine when they asked me to pick my GCSEs that, wait, hold on, secondary school is the best time of my life and you're telling me it's coming to an end. So I decided to get one of the cameras that my dad gave to me, for, which was originally for photos, to record from year nine all the way up to year 11, prom, and basically edit a vlog, burn mm. it onto um, a DVD and sell it for £10 on results day. And that was like my first vlog, my first project that was said. And I made my first two hundred pounds. I thought I was rich. I thought I was so rich. Yeah. And wow. then after that, I went to uni. I done media studies where I learned how to edit videos because it was one of my one of my modules. Mm. And then when I got to uni, I thought, you know what? Why can't I just vlog all this stuff? I mean, everyone said that uni was going to be amazing I'm going to meet the love of my life I'm going to make friends for life and when I got there I was miserable my, my student finance was not making me a millionaire they said it would make me a millionaire <laughs> so um yeah I just decided to vlog me and my friends experience at uni and it just it blew up from yeah. there really so you've been online you've got this massive following like has there not been a time where you've you know your your spidey sense has gone off and someone's you know maybe trying to chat you up or something and you've gone nope I think you're a catfish and and like any kind of thing that you've used from life yeah no you know because I like even from when I was younger which is surprising actually I don't actually talk to people I don't know online do you know what I mean? Unless it's like mm. me in Cardi B's DMs being a fan. Um, <laughs> I don't talk to people I don't know online because I've always been scared. Um, but when my friends do speak to people that they've met on dating apps, I'm like the first person that they message. I'm like, yeah, send me his first name, his last name, send me his Instagram. I'll find out if he's secretly married. Yeah. I'll find out if he has kids. Like, I'm that friend that investigates everyone online for my friends. It's really embarrassing. <laughs> what tips? What, okay, give me some tips. So I'm online. I've just swiped right. I've got um, I've got a guy in my DMs. What should I be asking him? Um, you should be asking. So do you know what? Yeah, just have make it make it sly. Don't make it obvious that you think they're a catfish because they might feel a bit insulted. So just be like, hey, you know, I'm not really a text kind of girl. Would it be okay for us to hop on FaceTime quickly so I can get to know you better? If they avoid FaceTime at all costs, then baby girl, <laughs> it's a red flag, absolute red flag. Or if they don't want to hop on the phone, they're just avoiding anything other than text 
then to me, that's a major concern now. So you don't you don't use dating apps yourself? No, I don't use dating apps because I just I don't know. I just feel like for me personally, I enjoy meeting people mm. when I'm out with my friends, when we go to brunches, day parties and stuff like that, because I'm not really I'm not really looking for looks. Do you know what I mean? It's more of like if I can catch a vibe with you and I like your energy, then we can go from there, you know? Yeah, yeah, I think that's a a very wise plan, definitely. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Nella, I want all the gossip. So tell me, what kind of things can we expect in this series? (gasps) I want to know the backstage gossip, the front stage gossip. Okay, so... Tell me everything. Front stage gossip that I can tell you is that this season is Mm. extra crazy because people are getting catfished by their family members. Um, people are getting catfished by people overseas, people getting catfished mm. by the people closest to them that know everything about them. So it's really, really, yeah. really crazy. And backstage gossip is that every single time I thought I knew the catfish, who the catfish was going to be, I was wrong every single time, every single time. And for someone that's been watching the show for 10 years, it was very shocking. Like, I was shocked at myself. I was like, where are my spidey senses and why are they not tingling? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my God. Have you had to move your spidey sense radar a bit? I just don't trust it anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Just thrown it out the window and fucked it off. Oh, Nella Rose, thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, thank you for having me. This was so much fun. Oh, good. I'm glad. I know you're absolutely stratospheric and people can find you absolutely anywhere anyway. But please, can you let us know a few more details about when we can watch Catfish? So everybody can catch Catfish UK on Wednesdays at 9pm on MTV. Brilliant. Well done. And congratulations on everything. Amazing stuff. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Thank you. All right. We'll speak to you soon. Bye. Bye. Nella Rose there, everyone. What a fascinating little chat. Do you know what? I think we all have the opinion that it's 2022. How are people still getting catfished when everyone's got a camera, everyone's got Zoom, everyone's got a video? But the fact that these catfishes are using such modern technology in really devious ways, it really does show that you, you know, you do need to to keep up with the times and, and try and be as safe as you can out there. And and I'm just gonna say, yes, always meet up with someone else in a public space or with a pal and never ever give any of these fuckers any money. Last week, I asked you to send in your own catfishing stories and I have picked out some of my favourites. Oh my God. Okay, are you ready? Right, so Dorian, so they say, sorry, lovely, but I dabbled in catfishing in college. Dorian, you naughty, naughty person. But this was back in the MySpace days and I was using a pic that was clearly Avril Lavigne. Okay, well, I'll let you off. Still, it got me some hot PMs from truckers pretending to be emo boys, so everyone's a winner. Well done. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm not sure I encourage it, but fine. Stacy, um, oh, she's just come into my DMs to have a bit of a rant. I have no idea who gets catfished anymore. If they don't meet up or do a video chat after a couple of days, I bid them off. 
Fair enough, Stacey. Yeah, no, fair enough. As we would, FaceTiming can still be done with a different picture. So, you know, you can still be careful, but you are right. though. <laughs> Meet up after a couple of days. Otherwise, off your fuck. Uh, Derek, the nearest I ever got to catfishing someone was on World of Warcraft, where I told a girl I wasn't a total loser. Clearly oxymoronic bullshit. <laughs> oh, Derek. Oh, <laughs> yeah, if you're on World of Warcraft and you're trying to pretend you're not a loser, well done. Uh, Tally, oh, we've got a bit of a longer one. Tally says, I was on a Facebook group for single parents and one of the guys who posted a lot was the local panty dropper. Oh, we all know them. All the women sent him in brackets, hugs. And all the men thought he was hilarious. Honestly, he was like the little celeb of the group, even though he never went to any of the play dates and meetups, which was my first warning. Anyway, one day he slides into my DMs after I made some crappy joke and I am buzzing. Oh, dear. Oh, come on, Tally. You're better than this. And she goes on to say, we chatted, but there was something off. Plus, single dads always equal weekend dad, as in, I love my boy, but I can only stand in for 48 hours and the missus can spin for money. Miranda, it took a mere four hours before he was pleading poverty and making the move to ask me to top up his lecky. <gasps> Cheeky brick. Not a chance. I screenshot everything, post it in the group and get prepared for the solidarity. And then I'm chucked out, never to be allowed in again. Oh, dear, Tally. And she goes on to say, always trust your instincts. I feel like everywhere where sad, vulnerable or just desperate women gather are shallow waters for catfish. Shallow waters for catfishing. I love that. Oh, Tally. You can have some solidarity from me. I'm sending that to you with lots of, in brackets, hugs. Oh, Gosh, this week I want your guilty crushes. Yes, but you know, just keep it legal. Yeah, all right. Uh, have you got a crush on your bestie? Is there a, a fictional character with your name on? What terrible things would you like to do to Cartoon Robin Hood? Tell me everything. You can slide into my DMs on Insta, uh, just look for Miranda Kane, or email us, smutdrop at metro.co.uk. We like anything, your comments, your emails, your voice notes, send us those. And if you want to hear the ones we love, remember to subscribe right now. I've been Miranda Kane. Smut Drop was produced by Pineapple Audio Production for metro.co.uk. And please make sure you show me some love by leaving a review. In the meantime, I'm going to be back to prick up your ears. And I promise it will be me, not someone pretending to be, next week. <laughs> <laughs>